The two games over the weekend for the Pelicans felt like the best of times and the worst of times, despite just barely holding on to a lead over the Denver Nuggets and blowing a double-digit lead to the Timberwolves. All we're seeing are positive signs for the Pelicans. I'll explain in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday after the Pelicans go one and one over the weekend, a big win over the Denver Nuggets, a close loss where they blew a lead to the Minnesota Timberwolves, kind of two blown leads over the weekend here. I want to look at both these games in the larger context around the team because you can read this as glass half empty, glass half full, but I do think these are only positive signs for the Pelicans, and I want to break that all down for you and explain my thoughts on all of that. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday in the number one Pelicans podcast, coming to y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, the wins, the losses, the trade targets. We talked about Carl Anthony Towns on Friday. He had basically, yeah, not basically did have the game winner. We do it all here. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast and become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday to the show. Support the channel that way as well. So let's get into the game against the Denver Nuggets and put this one in a little bit of context, I think, can be important when looking at this game for the Pelicans. They were up big in this one. They were up big and they looked kind of dominant. Um, At one point, they had a 20-point lead that started to kind of get evaporated as they got into the fourth quarter, and the Denver Nuggets, particularly behind Nikola Jokic, really came alive. But you saw the best of the Pelicans in this one, kind of the free-flowing, kind of fast-paced offense that Willie Green wants, and they looked at one point unstoppable. And this is coming after they completely dismantled the uh, Dallas Mavericks on Tuesday. So you get a win over Dallas. You're really beating the Denver Nuggets, who are the number one team in the West. The uh, Mavs are third. You look like you're in a very good position here, but it starts to kind of get whittled away. And you saw some of the issues for the Pelicans in the second half of this one. But look, they got a 20-point lead in the first place, and I think that's the kind of context that needs to be said here. You saw Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram really coexisting in the first half of this game. Had a little bit of a two-man game going. You saw Zion feeding B.I., who was taking three-pointers. I think it was in the second half when he dished that cross-court pass to B.I., who took the open three-point jumper off of a back screen from Herb Jones. And it was just kind of everyone working really well together, kind of in the rhythm, in the context of the offense. And that was fantastic. It was exactly what you wanted to see from this team. They were flying. Herb Jones was doing some incredible things on defense, and it was the best version of themselves. And it reminds you of why 
you know, I and very many others were really high on this team. When Will Guillory of The Athletic, who should be on this week, it's Thanksgiving, might be a little bit different, you know, look at this team and say, they should be really good. And when Will was on the show last time, basically saying, like, don't don't panic. They just need to play a little bit better. They need to figure some things out. And once they do that, they're going to be good. You see this game against the Denver Nuggets, and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they can be a really good team. This is the team that has talent and they're not even and we'll get more to that in the third segment at full strength right no cj mccullum in this one no jose alvarado who does well against the denver nuggets no trey murphy who's going to add so much shooting and size to this team as well so good defense great offense zion scoring 21 points in the first half bi going off hitting some big shots down the stretch too and i'm not upset that the lead got blown away you know i had someone text me and say this team got lucky and you don't get lucky when you get a 20-point lead and teams come back and then you still win and maybe you eke out a win. You built that lead in the first place so that you can withstand the run that Denver is inevitably going to go on. They are world champions for a reason. They have the best player on the planet in Nikola Jokic out there. And while he went and got his, they limited more or less everybody else other than Christian Brown who just went off from the bench. And this team... I don't know, competed with all of them. They're going to go on a run, right? You can use the cliche of it's a game of runs. Those things happen. You know, the Pelicans had some shooting luck in their corner in the first half as Denver, I think, made three threes and that was it. They didn't really get hot. They couldn't get going. Um, Christian Brown and Reggie Jackson are the only two players that hit threes from them. They were three of 16, 18.8%, whereas the Pelicans shot 50%, three more threes than them there. They made six. In the second half, you know, the shooting got a little bit better for the Denver Nuggets. They shot 30%, 29%, made seven threes in the second half. So they more than doubled their production there. Once, you know, we say regression to the mean a lot. Regression goes both ways. It can go from bad to good or good to kind of the medium, right? It just gets down there, whether you're above it or below it. And when Denver started to do that, they get back in the game. That's how it goes. That's why when you're looking at this and you're kind of leveraging statistics and other things like that you have to factor all of that in that if a team is shooting poorly they're likely not going to shoot poorly all game potentially and they didn't and it allowed the them to kind of get back in it but the pelicans did a good job of withstanding those runs and i think that speaks to kind of the mentality of this team that you know to their credit with all of this that they were able to handle all of that grabbed big rebounds down the stretch even when they were giving up wide open three-pointers which terrified me at the end of that game but the people taking those three-pointers are the ones you wanted taking those three-pointers right i don't mind when contavious caldwell pope is going to rip threes instead of it being michael porter jr or nikola Jokic or something like that that in general makes me feel kind of good about where the Pelicans were, how they were playing defensively. So I find this to be a very good win for New Orleans. And again, shows you they're capable of competing in the Western Conference with some of these top teams, even if they ended up blowing the lead a little bit and letting Denver, a very good team, get back in this one. Don't forget, they were up big time on Denver before. That's why you look at this game and you go, oh yeah, this is the Pelicans we were expecting. This is the Pelicans team we wanted to see, the team that we believed in and has so much talent here even when they're short staff. When Zion's playing like that, when B.I.'s playing like that, what I loved about it in this game is those two players, your star players were who slammed the door shut on the Denver Nuggets. It was Zion who didn't score any points in the second half till the final five minutes 
of this game. Scored five points. B.I. I think had four in the fourth quarter as well. Both of them hitting big shots, doing exactly what they needed to do to close this game out and win it for the Pelicans. B.I. with four points there. Zion with five in the fourth quarter. That's exactly what you want to see. Those two guys carrying you to this victory. Going up, getting rebounds. Both of them fighting hard. Loved it. Good win. Good win. Simple as that. Against a very good team. You don't always win by 20. So coming up next... Was this a good or bad loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves? And is there more frustration about this one too? Because even though they lost, they could have won. And in theory, you could say they should have won this game. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about Prize Picks because Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. It's super simple. You pick two to six players and you pick more or less than their stat projection that you see over at prizepicks.com. So maybe you feel Zion's going to go off tonight, Monday night, against the Sacramento Kings. So you take more than his 24 and a half points. Scores 25, you win. And it's the most fun I've had. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry this basketball season. Again, pick two players more or less than their projected stats. Also, if you're watching this show on Sunday, there's basketball and football going on. So you can now pick combo projections across both of those sports. So for example, you could take Joel Embiid tonight and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made plus receptions. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance, a reboot policy. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. They're the only daily sports, uh, daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. It's free money right there. Go to, again, get your $100 deposit match up to $100 deposit match over at prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use code locked on NBA, all lowercase. Prizepicks is daily fantasy sports made easy. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it's trade rumors, whether it's we have great guests on the show. We've had Will Guillory, Aaron Summers. Aaron was talking about how good Dyson Daniels has been. He looked great in all of these games. We'll probably do a show on him later in the week as well. We'll have shows all through Thanksgiving and everything here for you on Locked On Pelicans. If you want to support the channel, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. And if you see me out in public or leave a comment down below that you are an everyday of Locked On Pelicans. If you truly want to support the channel, become a Locked On Pelicans insider. The link is in the description down below. It's on a thing called subtext. It's great. You can text me. You can interact with me. You got questions. Shoot me a text. I'll respond to you. It's pretty great. It's the number one way to interact with me. Costs a little bit. $4.99 a month. But you get a 14-day free trial. You don't like it. Just cancel it. We're here. Show's still free in five days a week for y'all. Okay, let's get into the next game. The loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 121-120 with Carl Anthony Towns hitting a game-winning shot and then Brandon Ingram missing the game winner late in the as the game basically just ended. Little bit disappointing of a loss, but I want to put this one in context too. Minnesota is freaking good this year. Minnesota is really good. They're actually tied with Denver for the best record in the Western Conference at 9-3 and three after this one. So when you look at these past three games, the Pelicans played the top three teams in the Western Conference. 
They beat one of them handily in the Dallas Mavericks. They were up by 20 and held on to win against the Denver Nuggets. And you were up by 14 in the fourth quarter against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So while the Pelicans collapsed and lost this game, second night of a back-to-back, keep that in mind too, but I don't want to read too much into that. Well, these guys still are able to compete with the top teams. They didn't get blown out in any of these games. If you're looking for reasons to be glass half full, reasons for optimism, this is it. And in this game against the Timberwolves, no Zion Williamson due to rest. It's disappointing because you could easily say, hey, if Zion plays, they win this game. doesn't quite work like that, but you're not necessarily incorrect in thinking that. So to see him rest, and this was a team decision with, as Willie Green said, communication from him. Look, they're all communicating. That's a good thing. Is disappointing. I've shifted and maybe we all need to shift our expectations a little bit around this team. And that's kind of the larger context that I want to put this game into. Again, you're shorthanded. There's no CJ McCollum. There's no Zion Williamson. There's no Trey Murphy. Jose Alvarado got upgraded to questionable in this game, but didn't end up playing. All of that, all of that says if one of those guys is out there getting significant minutes, playing and playing remotely well, they could have won this game. I love that, right? Oh, and no Larry Nance Jr. in either of these two, right? Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who has been okay for New Orleans, don't get me wrong, isn't as good as Larry Nance Jr. is. I, you can imagine how much better this team can be. And we'll talk about that coming up next in the third segment here. But Herb Jones looked like a demon in this one again. Two steals, two blocks, 13 points, eight assists from him. He's back to making his three-pointers. Brandon Ingram played unbelievably well in this game 30 points seven rebounds four assists this was a game where he was going to need to shoulder the offensive load and he went out and he absolutely did it got to the line making seven and i missing a key one down the stretch took the final shot good shot for him i didn't mind him taking that one i had no issue with the look that they generated sometimes again cliche like we talked about in the first segment it's a make or miss league and he just happened to miss it Valanciunas outplayed Rudy Gobert in this one. 26 points, 11 rebounds for him. Three blocks. That was great. Overall, this team is playing very good basketball right now. And as I've said all season long, they're not close to even getting near their ceiling. So you can look at this loss and be like, it's annoying. They should have won. And yeah, they should have won this game. You were at home. You had a chance to win it. You know, you committed 17 turnovers. That's been a problem for New Orleans at times this year after just nine against the Denver Nuggets the game before. Cut down on some of that stuff. The offense definitely stagnated at times. But if you can figure some of this out, this team is good. They had a chance to beat the top three teams in the Western Conference. The West is stacked. And I very much believe in Minnesota. I've watched a number of their games. And they did an unbelievable job against this team really handling them, right? They limited Anthony Edwards to 23 points. Carl Anthony Towns had his first good game in a real long time at, at 29. And that was the damage for the most part. Rudy Gobert's not going to beat you. The Pelicans outplayed this team until the very end, and they did it while they were short-handed. So as we look at the Pelicans in the context of this season, of these wins, these losses too, you know, I had said, did a whole show on this, that they needed to get out to a fast start. And I still agreed with that. Obviously, every team needs to get out to a fast start, by the way. you got to look at it over the course of the season, too, and that it is a long season. And Jonas Valanciunas was saying this after the game of, like, it's a long season. We're improving. We're getting better. We're going to feel really good about where we're going to be. You know, I didn't necessarily have this Pelicans team 
competing for a top three seed. I thought maybe their realistic ceiling would be fourth seed in the Western Conference. But you look at some of these games, again, doing it shorthanded, doing it where Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson aren't necessarily on the same page for some of these games and some of these moments. And they're being competitive and they're winning games. And they're doing this against healthy teams, right? Basically, everyone played almost for the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are, again, a really good team, they went out and they were really competitive against a team that smoked them on the road earlier in the year. So I do think this shows you, Jamal Murray didn't play for Denver, but I do think it shows you that they can be right on up there and maybe the ceiling for this Pelicans team is actually higher than what we thought it potentially could be. So when you think about that, you want them peaking later at the right time, actually reaching that potential rather than reaching a lower version of it right now. And I think they show that they can do it when this team does get healthy, when they do get reps, they're going to be good. So yes, there was a five-game losing streak in here with everything. But overall, I don't know. This stretch here makes me really optimistic. I'm going to be curious to see about the Kings tonight. Again, I think Zion will be playing. I think they have a chance to go out three games and four nights is rough. They're thinking long term about all of this because they know a game here does matter. Yeah, but maybe save Zion for when also CJ McCollum is back and Trey's back. And when you can finally get everybody finally on the court together, for the first time, build some of that chemistry. And if resting Zion in this game right now means you're going to be able to do that later, I think that ends up being the right move for the Pelicans. So it's disappointing to lose to the Timberwolves because you rest a player that does he really need rest or not. But I think they're looking at this over the course of the season. I think that's probably the right move for them to do. And it makes me excited about what the ceiling for this Pelicans team could be. They are not even close to playing as well as they could play, and they're being competitive in games now. There's talent here. Dyson is taking a leap forward, right? Herb Jones looks like a different player. Let's talk about some of that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's $150 if your team wins. The Pelicans playing good basketball right now. Two games coming up against the Sacramento Kings here. Bet the Pelicans on the Moneyline. They win tonight. Not only do you win that bet. But you get 150 bucks in bonus bets as well. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, especially with it being Thanksgiving this week, tons of football on, college football, NFL, all of the action is out there. There's no better time right now than right now to join FanDuel. App's super easy to use. Wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and tip off the NBA season, kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the official sportsbook of of Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, the number one Pelicans podcast. It's a lot of fun here. This has been a good season so far. They're competitive. Guys are healthy for the most part. CJ is going to be back before we know it. We'll see Trey Murphy back soon. Support the channel by becoming an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday, or if you listen one or two days a week, add another day in. We're going to have shows all throughout Thanksgiving, so if you need a break from your family, if you need to listen to something while you're cooking, we got you covered here over at the Locked on Pelicans podcast. If you want to support the channel even more, become 
not become an everyday, uh, become a Lockdown Pelicans insider. That you can text me. You need a break from your family. Shoot me a text. Ask me a question about the Pelicans and everything. And now for your second listen today, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's really cool. Locked On Pelicans will be on there. Locked On NBA is on there too. Really cool thing that Locked On is doing. Again, we're free five days a week, your team every day. So as I said, I want to look and put these games kind of into perspective around the team because I think sometimes we get caught up in the moment to moment, the game to game with things, and you've got to see the forest for the trees to use. Let's just use all the cliches in today's show. So it's a long season, and to see the Pelicans play well and to start to do it consistency, consistently and to see like the foundation, the building blocks of Zion and B.I. playing well together. Again, that drive by Zion going into a wall of guys in the second half against the Denver Nuggets whips a pass to B.I. who's open for three due to an off-ball screen by Herb Jones is perfect. Just perfect basketball. B.I. takes the three, makes it. That's exactly what you want to see. That's the type of stuff that's going to beat other teams. You're seeing that there. You're getting a 20-point lead on the Denver Nuggets without C.J. McCollum, you're arguably your best shooter, without Trey Murphy, another one of your shooters, rebounder, guy that can score you know, almost three levels here. It makes you excited for what this team could be. They still need to prove it more. They need to win games and be out there on the court together, and then we'll truly know. But look, you add someone good like CJ into the mix, like Trey into the mix, when Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson are your engines here, it should be fine. Like there's no reason to think that this won't work outside of health. And that's been, of course, the million dollar question for them for a long time. So that's why you you don't want to get too frustrated with them resting Zion Williamson in this game against Minnesota. They're playing the long game. Do you want to see all of these guys on the court together? They need to take a bit of a load management approach with it. It's unfortunate. I don't particularly love load management. You know, if you wanted to go to that game, you wanted to see Zion, certainly, and you didn't get to. That's not fun as a fan. But this team is trying to win a playoff series, win in the postseason, eventually get an NBA title. So they're doing what they think is best. And I can't say I disagree with the approach either. Certainly, we'd like to see Zion in a little bit better shape. It does look like he's struggling out there at times, but they do work on off days. It's not like he's just hanging out or anything like that. So to get him ready for this game against the Sacramento Kings, when you could have almost won that game too, it's really encouraging that when these guys do kind of hit the middle of the season, hopefully, the stretch run of the season, that they are well-conditioned, that they're in good shape, they're going to be able to rip off a whole bunch of wins. This schedule has been pretty tough for the Pelicans so far when you look at the teams that they've played. It starts to open up a little bit, I think. You know, you have a t- couple of tough games against the Utah Jazz coming up, the Clippers as well. But overall, you know, they they have a chance, I think, to really get out and get a couple of victories. You know, you have towards the end, uh, the beginning of December, the Spurs, Chicago, those are going to be games that they should be able to win. Washington in there, Charlotte, the Spurs again. They're going to hit a stretch where... 
they're going to be in a very good position to go on maybe a five-game winning streak and really kind of get back into contention here. And seeing how they're playing right now makes me optimistic that they're going to figure this out. While we were, say, maybe panicking, myself included, uh, do Zion and B.I. work? Should they trade someone? Should they trade for Carl Anthony Towns? It comes back to what Will Guillory said on the show of, once these guys play a little bit better, once they figure a couple of things out, this team's going to be good. And you're seeing the genesis of that here with the franchise right now. There's a lot of talent here, and it just hasn't been on the court. And even the talent, when it has been on the court, is playing well together. That's an exciting and situation and should make you feel really optimistic about what this team can be, what their ceiling is. So I look at this weekend blowing a 20-point lead to the Denver Nuggets, having to claw and eventually scrape out a win, blowing a 14-point lead to the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves, losing that game. It's all glass half full for me because it's a long season. What they're doing now is going to turn into wins in the words of Willie Green, right? In February, in March. And that's when you also want them winning games too. And if they start winning more than losing during those periods of time, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think, in the postseason. They've shown they can compete with Denver. They can compete with all of these top teams in the Western Conference. When it all clicks for them, no one's going to want to play this team. I'm excited about what the Pelicans can become. This weekend really kind of confirmed all that. Let me know. Do you agree or disagree? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube or shoot me a text on the Locked On Pelicans Insiders group. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all tomorrow to recap this game tonight against the Sacramento Kings.